Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning and welcome to New Caris Ministries Sunday service. We bless the name of God for your life and for his mercies upon our life. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your blessings, O God. Father, we thank you and we commit ourselves, O God, our hearts, our mind, our spirit unto you as we are about to listen from you. Bless us and bless our homes, our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beloved, we thank God for all that he continued to do in our lives. We are still in the family and marriage month. Last week, we spoke on how to make your marriage work. And we spoke on six points. We said the first point was is make a decision to make your marriage work. Mind your language. Second, third, manage expectations. Third, um, fourth, we also do not assume and we say that focus on the strength of your spouse and help your spouse to work on their weaknesses. Hallelujah. Today, we'll continue with the point number seven. And we will read from James chapter one, verse 19. Point number seven is, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Hallelujah. In any marriage, loving relationship, communication is the fluid of the marriage. And it is not just communication that is needed, but a particular, but in particular, the act of listening. Because it is natural for human beings to talk, but it is not of human beings to listen. Hallelujah. It is not for human beings to listen. And if you want to make your marriage to work, you need to consciously learn the act of listening. It is of human beings to talk and to be listened to. But if you want your marriage to work, then you really need to master the act of listening. Because when you master the act of listening, it connotes that you are paying attention and what your spouse is saying is very important. It also brings in the, you know, aspect of wealth 
that the person, what the person is talking about is of importance. And everybody wants to feel important and everybody wants to feel being accepted. Hallelujah. So we do not have to assume. We spoke last week that we do not have to assume. And when it comes to the act of listening, you also have to know that you do not have to assume that you know what your spouse is about to say. Hallelujah. Even if it is a story that your spouse have said it over and over again, pay attention because anytime your spouse share that story or that incident, there is an addition, there is an aspect that the person may have omitted. And this time, if you pay attention very well, you'll be able to get it. And sometimes in paying attention, you are able to know the emotions, the kind of emotions surrounding what the person is talking about. So your ability to listen is not just for understanding alone. It is also for you to know the kind of emotions, the kind of importance that the person plays on what he or she is saying. It is very important to listen. Today, we are in an era where we all fault because of our smartphones. Sometimes we are busy with our smartphones whilst our spouse is talking. And that is not a good sign. It is a sign that what the person is saying is not important. Or you want the person to quickly finish with what he or she is saying and if we want to build a good relationship that will help in the communication and bring happiness into the marriage we need to pay attention in paying attention if it is possible and that is the best thing to do put away your phones so you can pay 100% attention so that the needed advice, the needed comment, the needed response you can give. Hallelujah. It is very important to choose the one in front of you than the one that you are communicating via social media and via other platforms. It is very important. If you are busy, let your spouse know so that you can attend to that busy or that agent, you know, thing that you have to attend to. But do not try to kill, you know, two birds with one stone. Definitely, either both of the birds will run away or both the birds will say that uh, you are not serious and you are not taking them, you know, serious. It is very important not to be the one talking all the time. Spend some moments to listen because it is in the listening that your views, that your plans are broadened and it takes shape. Hallelujah. The little, you know, that you listen from your spouse may bring what you are talking about, may bring the full picture of what you are talking about. So, just as the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 9, we need to be quick to listen. Do not be too no, do not be oga. 
that every time you will have to be the one to talk. It says that slow to speak. Even when you know and even when you think that you know where your spouse is going, keep quiet and let your spouse land. In this, your spouse will also feel important. It is very important. Many I said, Ope, and I will name Yansa. Ope, and I will go to school. Ope, and I will answer you now. And yes, sir. Give your spouse the chance to speak. Give your spouse the chance to speak. In marriage, and your book, if you answer here, until you are going to go to school, until you are going to go to school, be slow to speak. And give each other the opportunity to speak. This is very important so that you will all feel important and needed in the marriage. It is communication that will help and build the marriage. And we said be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry. Because it is in the speaking and the listening that you get angry. It is in our communication that we may wrong each other. So the Bible is admonishing us to be slow to anger, to be slow to be angry. It is very important that you control your temper. This week we've had series of reports of abuse um, domestic abuse where husbands are beating and abusing their wives and some even, you know, dying as a result of it. If we are Christians, then the Bible is admonishing us to be slow, to be angry. I always say that you need to control your temper. Be quick to listen, and as you are listening, listen from it from the perspective of the one that is talking. When you put yourself in the other person's shoe, it is much less likely that you are going to be angry. And even when you are angry, control yourself and correct in love. Even when you are angry, know that this is the person that you have married and you have vowed to live the rest of your life with. And even with, uh, no matter how the persons have wronged you, you wish that you can solve the problem together so that you people can still be husband and wife. Hallelujah. Be slow to be angry. And when you are angry, it's either you move away from the scene so that it does not escalate. Hallelujah. Do not, you know, do not continue to be, you know, uh, uh, in the scene so that you, you, you things will get out of hands. And as a man, let this be a great, you know, a uh, 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 thing for you that you will say that no matter the situation I will not throw my hands on my wife let it be that no matter what it is you will not hit your wife you will not either verbally or physically abuse the one that you call love these days women also abuse their husbands and we as Christians should put a stop to it 
these are some of the things that should not be mentioned among us because Christ admonished us that we should control our anger. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please control your anger because anger will lead you into trouble. Anger will lead you into jail. Anger will let you, you know, regret of your actions. Do not become a public spectacle because of anger. You are living in a compound house and every time between you and your husband, you and your wife, that is a big shame. Learn to solve your issues quietly and learn to manage your anger so that you don't become a, a, a public disgrace a point of laughter hallelujah it is very important be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to be angry point number eight forgive appreciate and be kind to one another hallelujah if you want to make your marriage work you need to have a big heart that you can forgive hallelujah it is the one that loves you that will wrong you if you do not have any relationship with me if you do not have you know any kind of communication with me if you do not have any deal with me I will not have an opportunity to either excite you or to wrong you. If I hold the key to the happiness of your heart, of your life, then I may actually have the, uh, 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 a way of offending you. Hallelujah. And as far as we are human beings and we are on a journey, definitely your spouse will wrong you. And if you really want your marriage to work, then have a big heart to forgive. Because marriage is a lifelong journey of two forgiving people. If you do not learn to forgive, then it will become a problem for you. There are people who have a book somewhere hidden where they write all the things that their spouse have done to them. And once in a while, they go and open their book, and then they will continue reading Monday, oh yeah, me say. Tuesday, oh yeah, me say. Wednesday, oh yeah, me say. Hallelujah. This will continue, you know, flaming the, 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 pain and the hurt in you which will not let you forgive hallelujah let's learn to forgive and know that definitely as far as we are human beings we will wrong each other when you are wrong susu spread the idea no and you'll be uh, my husband has done this my wife has done this and every time complaining every time complaining Say, when the good times come, you will not be able to go back to the people. Hallelujah. And those of us who continue wrong our spouses because we have an opportunity to be forgiven, repent. Repent. 
and also seek to you know live a life that will reduce the hurt and the pain of your spouses hallelujah because you know that your wife or your husband have a forgiving heart they be anache say o titi neni na wo ye nyoma tantani nyoma jinjan isan so ba no ana bema no e de bechew sakrawadwene hallelujah learn to forgive if you want your marriage to work learn to appreciate the effort of your spouse hallelujah let your husband know that you appreciate his support you appreciate the way he's working to make sure that there's food on the table to take care of the kids and all those things yes it is his responsibility but when you appreciate him and you talk about it he's happy Hallelujah. Let him feel appreciated so that he will be energized to work hard. Let her feel appreciated so that she will continuously support you. She will continuously be hard working, taking care of the kids, managing the home, managing the business. You know, let her know that you are an epitome of help to me. You are you are such a great and wonderful help. Let your wife know. Tell her something sweet, not just to flatter. Don't just flatter her, but mean it. Let her feel appreciated. Hallelujah. Little little, you know, uh, 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 talk. Thank you. You know, you you are beautiful. You this, that that is such you know a, 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 a kind of you. You know, let let the person be motivated to continuously do something good for the family. If the person is trying his or her, you know, her best to make things work for the family, and every time you turn it to be bad. The person go his or her way to do something good with a good intention. Then you turn it to be bad. The person is demotivated and the person cannot take initiative. The little that she is doing, appreciate it. The little that he is doing, appreciate it. And together sit down and see how both of you can contribute in making the marriage work appreciate each other not just between the two of you but when people are around appreciate her something like when people are saying oh you are looking good you are looking nice if your spouse is there you say oh you know just say something so that she feels appreciated in the midst of family and friends appreciate her support hallelujah and said what well, be kind to one another sometimes we are too mean to one another we do outside gentility home cry you know instead of you know helping our spouse 
instead of even giving some kind of financial support to our spouse and other things, we will not do it. We will rather do it outside. And as people are saying, this man is kind, this man is kind, the kindness does not touch base with the family. Outside gentility, home cry. People are rather enjoying your kindness, but your spouse will not see, you know, your kindness. That is no good. Be kind to each other. It is either in terms of support, and that support can be financial. If you are the one with the money, sometimes do, do, do well. To, you know, let your spouse have some, some, some good time as a gift, as cash. Do it. And even at home, be kind. If you have time, spend time with her. If you have time, do some of the household jobs. Take, you know, turns in doing other things so that each other will have time to relax. Hallelujah. Be kind with one another. Do not be mean. A lot of us are too mean to our spouses. That is not good. That is not love. It doesn't mean that, you know, your husband is also trying to be nice and kind to you. And a lot of women, when your husband starts becoming kind to you financially then it becomes a floodgate then you start bringing requests thousand two requests from your hair to this to dresses to that to that so a lot of men will rather keep quiet and pretend as if they, they, they have not had any financial breakthrough if they have money they will keep quiet because when they mention it hey Things that you have not even thought of that day, it will come to mind. Hallelujah. So a lot of men are afraid of such a thing. A lot of men want to spoil you small. But your tendency of bringing a lot of demands, and sometimes they are unnecessary. During that time that you have seen the small money on your husband, you want to buy a wig, you want to buy new slippers, you want to uh, go to this funeral, you want to do that, you want to do this, you want to do that. Hey, the, your husband may tolerate it or your wife will tolerate it for some time, but after a certain time, your husband will start hiding and your wife will also start hiding when, you know, they have some money but that is not the best so please limit you know your requests when your spouse want to be kind to you there are a lot of men or women who are doing businesses and their spouses are investing money into the businesses because you know your spouse is there and will always put money into your business you don't take good care of it. Kakra na ejana she. Kakra na business na she. Because you nimse ukunu woho. You nimse woyere e woho. Ebedu ten bino. Onfi wubiem. Hallelujah. But you are admonished to be kind to one another. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. It says be kind to one another. 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Hallelujah. We thank God. Point number nine. Be financially transparent and work towards financial sustainability. Hallelujah. It is very important for you to be financially transparent in the marriage. Hallelujah. If you are not transparent with your finances, that is where your spouse will not know what demand is excessive and what demand is not excessive. If you are transparent and everything is on the table, your spouse will know that this expenditure is way above our income. Hallelujah. This is way above our income and we cannot go here. But if you are not transparent, there is assumption and your wife may think that my husband has money. Hallelujah. So when you are transparent, you can plan well. Hallelujah. Transparency will also help each other to plan together to the level where you become financially stable. If you are not transparent, the two of you cannot work towards, you know, your building project, cannot work towards your business, cannot work towards other things. Be transparent. Transparent. Now would you see me? Now me so me the see wa. Sikano ye dia yen fanyeshe. Hallelujah. And finances are one of the biggest problems of every family and in most marriages. Hallelujah. A lot of the complaints that come are because of finances. The man is not able to take care of the family. The woman demands too much and all those kind of things. But if the two of you have made, you know, the mind that you become financially responsible, planning for first things first, the most important things first, if you do that, then all the two of you will be very okay and you know comfortable in sharing their finances hallelujah and in planning your finances have financial breaks sometimes you need to have financial breaks maybe this is an amount you earn this money it is for yourself this money you can use it for anything that you want to but this money comes in into the family and we use it for this we use it for that it helps hallelujah and that is the only way that you can grow together 
every wife this is what you need to know there is money that is spent and there's money that cannot be spent the fact that you see your husband with some money does not mean that it is money that can buy wigs it is money that can buy dresses it is money that can be spent no the fact that you see your wife having some money does not mean say hallelujah because hallelujah let us be financially responsible to each other knowing that we are in this together and we need to plan together making sure that we can foot our bills bills footing your bills at the end of the day the most important bills have been left and there is when such things happen, there will never be peace in the marriage. Ubi wan se Yesun to me show yele. Ubi wan se yesu ukunatate. O wari o cran on tesa ni awonio man sem ubuana wari ni gu. Let us work towards financial inclusion, financial sustainability, and financial transparency so that the marriage will have a solid ground in all this we need to be hard working hallelujah we need to be hard working take care any man who want to be able to take care of his family should be hard working when you are not hard working your family will not be happy. And you as a man, you face a lot of problems. Hallelujah. Number 10. As much as it is possible, make decisions together. Hallelujah. Make decisions together. In a marriage, know that you are a team. And if you are a team, it is very important to make decisions together. It is the habit of a lot of people to do things before they report to their spouses. That always brings disagreement and let your spouse feel his views are not important. Every fixed investment, every major investment every important decision must be taken together views exploit and various alternatives of handling what you want to do examined so that the best decision will be you know arrived for the family hallelujah do not think that you are the man of the family so when you take the decision final no Obani 
It is very important that you decide together. If you cannot plan together, then why are you married? And if you can decide together, then it is it shows the level of unity in the marriage. Because when you people are not united, when you people are not together, you cannot make decisions together. Hallelujah. It is very important that you become united. The success of your making decisions together determines, depends on how united you are and how much you respect each other's views. If you don't respect that your spouse is intelligent, if you don't, you know, uh, uh, respect that your spouse, you know, views are needed and can help in unlocking the situation that you find yourself in, you will not involve them in your decision making. This is a problem. Make such major decisions with your spouse so that when there is anything you can fight together. So when you are taking decisions concerning the kids, let your spouse be aware so that you explore the various alternatives that you have. Hallelujah. People even take very major decisions of resignation from job and taking other appointments and others without their spouse input. When you do that, you are telling your spouse that I don't value you. You are not intelligent enough for me to discuss things with you. I said, as much as it is possible, make decisions together. Be I'm saying as much as it is possible because there are times that you, you know, you need to take a decision right there in the midst of a conversation, in the midst of a meeting, those things, you are able to take the decision, but you run it by your spouse. So sometimes you are able to make the decision, but you say that it is dependent on A. You put an if there because you have not consulted. Hallelujah. There are minor, minor things that you can take the initiatives. Fine. Because if you are even an adult and you cannot take initiatives to do certain things, then you are not an adult. You understand me? But there are major things that you cannot, you know, decide alone when you are married. Oh, no, now for falling, take his decisions, no? Or banana and then wow, are you any more? Only in Susushi home. Only in Kabibia. Obihuana waye. Obihuana wato. Obihuana diaba. And so a samo ba. Now, who swagunis so? Asamu ba obeyi ne be chakwain ne re run away you if he asamu Nobody will support you like your wife or your family will do. Decide with them. Let them know 
what you are about so that they can defend you and go all out with you. Number 11, accept in-laws with an open heart with no prejudice. Hallelujah. Significant others, in-laws play a very important role in how or the quality of marriage you have. So if you want to make your marriage work, then you need to accept your in-laws with an open heart, with no prejudice. In this part of our world, we hear so much of things about in-laws. And mostly they are negatives. In-laws are this, in-laws are this, which is we craft in-laws before. And mostly it is the man's mother that is a witch. And you put that in your mind and you are not able to relate with your in-law well. And here I caution pastors to be very careful of the role we are playing in destroying uh, 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 in-laws relationships in marriage. But as far as there are bad in-laws, there are good in-laws. We know what happened with Naomi and Ruth. It's a classical example of an in-law who is good. So if there's a bad in-law, there's a good in-law. In scripture, we saw what happened with, with, with Jacob and his in-law, Laban. The in-law tricked him because the in-law knew the truth that in their culture, the first daughter will have to marry before the second or the youngest daughter marries. But when Jacob, you know, uh, expressed interest in Rahel, Laban did not say anything. But on the night of presentation, he tricked Jacob. So you can have an in-law who is a trickster. And you can have an in-law who will support you into your destiny. Hallelujah. So if there is Naomi and Ruth, there is Laban and Jacob. So there are in-laws who are nice. And even with the trickster in-law, when Jacob knew how to deal with Laban, they were able to live very well. And even in addition of Leah, Jacob had other benefits. He had servants of Leah to even give birth with, to have children with. Hallelujah. So even with bad in-laws, we can live with them. Learn how to live with your in-laws. Because one day you will also become an in-law. Just imagine that how you are paying school fees, you are making investment, all your money is getting into, you know, your kids. And one day your own kids get married and ignores you. You will feel the pain. That is the same way that the wife, the husband that you are marrying is also having parents and having siblings. Just know that 
the siblings sacrifice one way or the other to make your husband or your wife the way she is. Hallelujah. So learn to live with them and do not be, you know, too difficult when it comes to in-laws. It is not the best. Give them what is due them because they sacrifice for your spouse. If you do not learn to treat your in-laws well, you send a bad picture and your children are learning from it. One day, hallelujah. One day they will treat you like that. It is very important not to come between your spouse and their family. Play your role, but don't become a hindrance. Hallelujah. You are enjoying because somebody took your spouse to school. And don't let them forget their family. You, you, you know, one day I was there, somebody called, so for, uh, how can I make my husband, you know, forget not to be helping the family like the way he is helping them and the rest. I said, Abayua, Jaina Wakano. So, being a school fees, and can they home at all? Or being a chair fees, or being a share, no. In the end, they send Crawfono, a barbarian, and Kokurano moon to me, and ye juma, sending crying, na wombo a wombo. And the in laws too, do not demand too much. Do not overburden them as they try to support. But we should also make it clear in our mind that it is our responsibility to take care of them. Those pastors and those motivational speakers who are teaching people that it is not the children's responsibility. It is not, you know, their, their, their duty to definitely, definitely take care of their, their parents. I say that is a wrong teaching. Then the parent will better have to invest their school fees and other things in uh, treasury bills and other investments. Because there are some parents that the only money that they will have is the money that they use to pay fees and take care of you. So if you will not reciprocate, then they better look elsewhere. You need to try your best. If you are able to buy data on your phone, if you are able to buy call time on your phone, then you are in the position to be able to help your parents. Check and ask yourself, how much data and how much call credit do you buy in a month? How much entertainment do you pay for in a month? You are paying for other go TV, DSTV, this, 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 this. And you cannot, you are saying you cannot support your parents. Please, if we make our mind, we'll be able to. If we make our mind, we'll be able to. And in-laws, don't consciously try to create problems between your children's, you know, uh, in your children's marriage. In-laws, 
in-laws no ebi nye omo sheda episode to tuye as if they will marry their children when there is a divorce do not become takramojim as we jayobano wale now bompaye se wobano ebe ye ye na wenye bidi ashaw na de bia da wano da wobana wale ye muna uden tutuye bayi ayye se sana ye ye wwa ankebe ya ode na impo se sana ufe mwa ne ya depana bwa bwa Obana wari ene nkoso. Give them the support by offering them matured advice. By offering them the love and care that will let their marriage blossom. The last point in making sure that your marriage will work is involve Christ. Involve Christ. The marriage will not work if there is no spiritual bone backbone in the marriage six spiritual oneness and wellness in the marriage involving christ means you are seeking spiritual oneness and wellness for your marriage in some marriages spiritually they are sick because there's no christ there is no spiritual being taking care of the affairs of the marriage. Hallelujah. And your mama if you do it, but you do not involve Christ in your marriage, your marriage will collapse when you are faced with trials and temptations. Because Aware and yoma womb and yoma SC and yoma more drink it to me ba a yonyan copona modena yobutim tiwa wari any mono or no sam rene more deneno or bet me sumumieno together. Hallelujah. You need to pray together, you need to, to enjoy being together in the spirit. When they are kids, when they are going to school, you pray with them. You teach them how to pray when they are going to sleep. Do things in relation to your God together. Hallelujah. Send your bonnet phone in Praise the Lord. Depend on God for the successes and for the things that you do in the marriage. Involve Christ. So nyankopo ensa womua bibia rabeye ye. If Christ is in your boat, you will smile at the storm. Hallelujah. If Christ is in your marriage, you will smile at the difficulties. You will smile at the problems. You will smile at the things that will happen in the marriage. Because our dear bia ensem a womb. Involve Christ. Hallelujah. Se amanie eba wana ena mudrane ekotuano. Sa sem eba wavali enimua wana ena mudrane ekotuano. Mumanyanko pon enyamufapim. 
Mumma nyanko pomunye mujane kopia. Hallelujah. Involve Christ in your marriage. When Christ is in your marriage, Munya mobo. It's unsay. So, umu toka kwa. Unyame onku bima wo. When you depend on him, he will always be there for you. So, if you want your marriage to work, involve Christ. He will be there for you. And he will help you go through the difficulties and the joy of life. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to me. And thank you for the opportunity to bless your families through this week. Hallelujah. Your dreams, your health, your children, your possession should all be in the hands of God. Without him, we amount to nothing. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We bless you. We exhort you for such a great time. For teaching us to love well. For teaching us to make our marriages work. Father, help us. Touch our hearts. Bless us to respect and treat our spouses with kindness and respect. So help us, God. Amen. Amen. We thank God for such an opportunity. We pray that you have been a blessing. And if you have been a blessing listening to us, write to us. Send us a message as you continue, as you always do. And I pray that may the Spirit of God protect you and guide you. And protect your marriage from the plans of the enemy. And may your marriage be a marriage of blessing, a marriage of joy. May every wife that is crying because of a stubborn husband see a new light of a husband that is understanding and loving. May every husband that is facing the, the, the insubordination of marriage at a wife have the joy of a submissive wife who is the pride of her husband. May God be with you. And may this week be a great week. Peace and joy and the protection of God be with you. Amen.